Let's open our Bibles to Psalm 147. Psalm 147. A psalm of praise to the Lord. It begins with the words, Praise ye the Lord. It ends with the words, Praise ye the Lord. And in between are 20 verses describing the things that He has done and why He deserves our praise. Praise is a good thing, it's a pleasant thing, and it's comely. And I hope that you enjoy giving it to the Lord. And we'll do that by standing together and reading this psalm in unison. Psalm 147. Together. Praise ye the Lord, for it is good to sing praises unto our God. For it is pleasant, and praise is comely. The Lord doth build up Jerusalem. He gathereth together the outcasts of Israel. He healeth the broken in heart, and bindeth up their wounds. He telleth the number of the stars. He calleth them all by their names. Great is our Lord, and of great power. His understanding is infinite. The Lord lifteth up the meek, He casteth the wicked down to the ground. Sing unto the Lord with thanksgiving. Sing praise upon the harp unto our God, who covereth the heaven with clouds, who prepareth rain for the earth, who maketh grass to grow upon the mountains. He giveth to the beast his food, and to the young ravens which cry. He delighteth not in the strength of the horse. He taketh not pleasure in the legs of a man. The Lord taketh pleasure in them that fear Him, in those that hope in His mercy. Praise the Lord, O Jerusalem. Praise thy God, O Zion. For He hath strengthened the bars of thy gates. He hath blessed thy children within thee. He maketh peace in thy borders, and filleth thee with the finest of the wheat. He sendeth forth his commandment upon earth. His word runneth very swiftly. He giveth snow like wool. He scattereth the hoarfrost like ashes. He casteth forth his ice like morsels. Who can stand before his cold? He sendeth out his word. And melteth them. He causeth his wind to blow, and the waters flow. He showeth his word unto Jacob, his statutes and his judgments unto Israel. He hath not dealt so with any nation. And as for his judgments, they have not known them. Praise ye the Lord. Amen. Amen. And amen. You may be seated. It is good to sing praises unto our God. It's pleasant. And if it's not pleasant to you, the fault is with you, not with the making of praise, nor with the object of praise. The problem is with you. Your heart is not right with the Lord if praise is not a pleasant thing for you. And praise is comely. It's a beautiful thing to be done in the worship of God. And we want to praise Him because it's beautiful. 
and it's pleasant. But we want to give it to Him first and then have the enjoyment second. You know, I, do you find yourself in the second verse in this psalm where it says, He gathereth together the outcasts of Israel. The Bible tells us that if we look around, we'll see our calling, that the Lord has not called very many wise or rich or strong or prudent, but He's chosen the foolish and the base things of this world to be His children. And here they're called the outcasts, but He's able to gather them together and rebuild Jerusalem. He was able to do it in the days of Ezra and Nehemiah, and He's able to do it in our day in the house of the Lord. And this is the revived tabernacle of David, and he's used outcasts to be able to build. And he's done a marvelous job. It's marvelous in our eyes. You have a broken heart? He heals the brokenhearted. If your heart isn't healed, it's your fault, not his. If you were to go to him and cast your heart upon him, he would heal your heart. He binds up your wounds. If you're wounded... And you remain wounded, it's your fault, not God's. Go to Him, and He'll bind up your wounds. Look at His power and glory in verse 4. He telleth. Now that's an old word for counteth. Remember when David brought his dowry, it says he gave them to King Saul in full tale. Because he was telling, which meant he was counting. It's just a former word that we don't use that way anymore, but you know from the context that's what it means. He telleth the number of the stars. He counts them. He knows how many there are. He calleth them all by their names. God has named every star. We look at the sky, and we, if we try to count the stars in even one quadrant, we're quickly confused, and we can't even count them by number, let alone give them a name and keep track of which one is which. He's able to do that. Great is our Lord. And of great power. His understanding is infinite. If God is able to number and know the, the total and name each of the stars, certainly His understanding is infinite. We have a God that understands everything. If He knows the names of all the stars and knows their number, He certainly knows you. He knows every detail of your life better than you do. Most of your life you can't even see. You don't even know what's going on. You don't know what's going to happen tomorrow at all. He knows it all because His understanding is infinite. Put your trust in the Lord. The Lord lifteth up the meek. If you get down, He'll raise you up. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. Don't hold on to your stubborn foolishness. Give it up and He'll raise you up. If you rebel, He'll keep you down there. He casteth the wicked down to the ground. There's the difference right there. If you want to be lifted up, then get down. If you want to be put down, then stay up. Pride cometh before a fall. But the Lord will lift up those who humble themselves. Verse 7, sing unto the Lord with thanksgiving. Sing praise upon the harp unto our God. And why should we want to sing and praise Him? Because He covered the heaven with clouds. Who prepareth the rain for the earth. Who maketh grass to grow upon the mountains. His display outside, and we have had three to four weeks of fantastic weather. Beautiful blue skies, beautiful white clouds, whenever we had any clouds. It's been a gorgeous month. And we should look at that and sing praise unto the Lord. And step outside and feel that sunshine, 
feel the Lord humidity, feel the crisp air, and bless the Lord in our souls. Thank you, Lord. This is beautiful. Don't you feel it? If you rush on in your activities and don't give Him praise, you're haughty, you're ungrateful, you're a rebel. He's given us those things. Let's give Him praise for them. From the, from the grass that He makes to grow and the rain He sends to cause it to grow, He giveth to the beast His food and to the young ravens which cry. Little birds are fed by the Lord God of heaven, not just their mothers. They're fed by the Lord. Verse 10, He delighteth not in the strength of the horse. The Lord isn't all that impressed by the Kentucky Derby and Belmont Stakes and the other horse races. He wants us to be impressed by those horses, not by the race, but by the horse, because He made it. It's one of His creations. But He doesn't delight in the strength of the horse as men do. He doesn't take pleasure in the legs of a man like most of our society does. And for those of you that might have enjoyed some football yesterday where men delight in the leg of a man, I hope that you can flush that all before you got here. And if you haven't flushed it all before you got here, flush it all now. Because it's all worthless tripe. I can't wait for you to look at one of those in a casket and ask him to kick then. He can't even raise the silken sheet that covers him. Because it's all over. The Lord doesn't delight in the strength of the horse. And he doesn't take pleasure in the legs of a man because there's no strength in either in comparison to his. It's said in verse 5, Great is our Lord and of great power. Neither the horse nor man has any power of his own. The Lord taketh pleasure in them that fear him. While the whole world yesterday was excited, they will be again today and they, they will be again tomorrow. And they will be incessantly until Jesus Christ comes and shows them the truth of reality, they take delight in the legs of a man. But here's what the Lord delights in. The Lord taketh pleasure in them that fear Him. In those that hope in His mercy. You don't have to compare yourself to those of this world that receive adulation from all the crowds that follow them. We just need to fear the Lord and hope in His mercy because He delights in people that fear Him. He delights in those that are hoping for His mercy. That means they know they're worthy of His judgment. That means they know He is merciful. And they hope in it because they believe His promises. He loves those kind of people. And He delights in them. Thank you, Lord. The Lord is not impressed by any horse or any athlete. He's impressed by His saints. And He's pleased with them. Verse 12, Praise the Lord. O Jerusalem, praise thy God, O Zion, that it's such an easy thing to please the Lord. Fear Him and hope in His mercy. What has He done for us? He's strengthened the bars of our gates to protect us. We have been protected. We live a most peaceful life. He's blessed our children within us. He makes peace in the borders. And He's filled us with the finest of the wheat. You know, if any Israelite could write this, we can write it better. We've had wheat. We've had wheat they've never dreamed of. They never saw a box of Wheaties, if we're going to call that wheat. But they've never seen a box like that. We are blessed so. We are blessed abundantly. We have more variety. When you go look for a loaf of bread in our city, your biggest dilemma is what kind of bread do I want to try today? It's not is there any bread in the cupboard today. Is there any bread in the cupboard for the children? 
It's what kind of a loaf do I want to try today? And instead of there being two or three varieties, there's a hundred. He has filled us with the finest of the wheat. We have realized the fulfillment of this psalm more than any other generation before us. He sendeth forth His commandment upon earth. His word runneth very swiftly. When God makes a commandment, how long does it take for it to be fulfilled? Instantly. Right then. He giveth snow like wool. He covers the ground. We don't see that too often down here. But He can make a place look very different in just a few minutes by covering it with snow. He can cast forth the frost, the ice, and who can stand before His cold? When He blows, He can send you indoors. Verse 18, He sendeth out His word and melteth them. He causeth His wind to blow and the waters flow. He's able to reverse it and bring warmth again. What a glorious God we have. His understanding is infinite and His power is great. Worship Him with me this morning. And last of all, and most of all, He showeth His word unto Jacob, His statutes and His judgments unto Israel. He gave us His words. He hath not dealt so with any nation. And as for His judgments, they have not known them. Praise ye the Lord. The Philistines had no knowledge but to erect a god named Dagon, a fish god from the Mediterranean Sea, for they worshipped on the coast of the Mediterranean. The Egyptians worshipped everything from dogs to Pharaoh. They had no knowledge of the judgments of God. His judgments are what's contained in the Bible. It's not His punishments. It's His judgments of what is right and what is wrong. What is the most prudent thing to do in any given situation? They have not known them. God gave them to us. He showed His word unto Jacob, His statutes and His judgments to Israel. He hath not dealt so with any nation. God discriminates. God discriminates unbelievably. God discriminates severely and harshly. And we have been the recipients of His mercy and His favor to have the words of God. Praise ye the Lord.